0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Post to Post podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host Chris Ronan. How you doing, buddy? It's happening, Chief. How we been? We've been doing good. Doing good. It's nice and snowy, I guess, out there today. Yeah, That's it's awesome. kind
1: of a rare, uh, rare occurrence to get some snow now in as of January.
0: Late, yeah, it's weird. Definitely Boston weather because it was like snowing this morning, then turned to rain, then just stopped, and then turned to rain, then snow, then rain again. Like, all right, what, what are you gonna do? Is, is it? Gonna, what's going on? Yeah,
1: it was all uh, all snow over my way. uh, Holbrook and Quincy, yeah, Yeah, both both spots.
0: Dorchester was just like a mix of just bullshit all day today, But it's not accumulating, which is good, because I am not a snow guy at all. Like the
1: cold, hate the snow, huh?
0: Yep, hate it. I love the cold. Just snow. I see snow on the ground start accumulating. I'm just like, ugh, miserable. Miserable.
1: Bit of a conundrum there.
0: Mm -hmm. You have a big house. You have a big driveway, too, so that must be panning Ah, us. It's
1: not bad. It's like two and a half cars. I don't know. It's just long. Yeah, I mean, oh. the good thing is, like, when it snows, we, we park both our cars there, so then, you know, I only have to shovel around those two cars, and right. then, you know, a half half a row. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I guess the only positive I get from snow is uh, when we leave from recording, we put Luna outside Oh, she uh, loves it Your dog loves the snow It's just hilarious She goes nuts her.
1: Just in her with snowballs
0: It's it's incredible how fast she is, too Because, like, she'll leave the front yard And just, like, do circles around the house And it's like, she's like, she's literally the, becomes the flash Yeah, yeah, she's wow. fast
1: It's fun uh, Her but, nose gets, like, bright red because it's pink And she loves so it So, like, when she's out in the snow too long Her
0: nose gets all red It's too funny Too funny uh, But uh, should we just get right the hell into it? Let's do it Let's do it So we got some trade and some signings uh, that happened this week. Let's jump right into it with Minnesota Wild. The Wild have signed 21-year-old forward Matt Boldy to a 70 at $49 million contract, which is 7 mil AAV. But Boldy has played only 89 games and has 27 goals and 41 assists in that short time frame between this season and last season which was his first uh, season. So big contract just means Minnesota wants these guys. Uh signing the young young guns here, Kaprizov, Boldy, bunch of uh and then we're going to be talking about Matt Dumba later on in this episode too. So uh, Minnesota looking to make some moves here before the trade deadline. So
1: Yeah, locking down the future before these contracts start to get out of hand with uh, the cap increasing year by year. So uh, I think 7 mil for a guy like this that is clearly producing in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. it's definitely good. And I wouldn't say it's one of those contracts where you're paying a guy based on like what he can do mm-hmm. versus like, you know, what his, what his ceiling is versus what he has done. Right. I mean, 89 games is a small sample size, but he's he's been able to make something out of nothing there. So definitely good to see. Uh, I was happy to see this signing. Seven years is a long time, but mm. uh, I, I thought that the number was right for him.
0: And while we talk about cap space and, like, caps and everything, it's good. So seven years is great. Like, if he just keeps this up, seven years would be a great great time for Boldy here. And uh, But say in three years, four years, say, like, his – See, he just doesn't stop producing like the way he he did or was, and uh, they can still get something for him. 7 mil is not a bad pickup for a team, you know. I think it might get get something for him later on. But I think the goal here with the Minnesota Wild is make him a Wild for as long as they can.
1: Yeah, and I think at the end of this contract, too, 28 years old, looking to get paid out for, you know, what he can do with the rest of his career, I think he'll be looking at 9 mil at that point, 7 years down the line, hopefully. Yeah little so, pay raise, a little couple two-, three-year contract kind of kind of deal.
0: Right. So we'll see. Maybe you can uh, learn something from uh, Kaprizov and see this guy grow. So, yeah. So uh, definitely see what happens with that. <clears throat> Moving on to the Boston Bruins here. The Bruins have signed forward Pavel Zaka to a four-year contract worth $19 million, which is a 4.75 mil AAV. He currently has eight goals and 22 assists, which is second most in his career. 24 assists was uh, his first back in 2019 with the Devils. So he's only two assists away from uh catching up to his uh, career most and the season's not even done yet so Pavel Zaka looking real good for the Boston Bruins I think he, he fit in very nice with uh, coming over from the Devils so uh good pickup for the Bruins and uh I like this not bad 4.75 mil for uh Pavel Zaka here what third fourth line that he is I know uh the Bruins have been <clears throat> Bruins head, co- head coach has been just like really mixing up lines and shit so but I think he's like a solid like third or fourth line guy
1: the yeah, the, the Bruins are so deep. Like, he could probably be a second line player on any other team in the NHL. And I mean, they're just so deep right now that a third, fourth line is where he slots in. Right. 4.75 seems like a lot for a third, fourth line guy. But I think, like you're saying, he's having a, it, statistically, it's going right, to be a yeah, career yeah. year for him. Mm-hmm. I think he slotted in nicely, taking over for Eric Halla. And, um, He's much younger too, so this this number and the term I think is very good. Four years, four point uh, seven five. I don't think that's bad at all. I no, think that's very no. good.
0: I feel like the Bruins get away with some steals ever of so often, like somehow they get like these guys are just incredible. And then you look at like the cap thinking like they're hitting like seven, eight mil, and then they somehow get away with like five mil a year for these guys. So yeah,
1: Marshawn has to be the the best uh, bang for buck. The, the contract that he's on is so low. And I feel like it's something with like new England, Boston, these teams, they get guys to buy in and say, Hey, I'll take a pay cut. And, you know just keep this core group together, you know, right? And, and it kind of works, it, it pays off in the long run. It allows you to get out in the market and bring in guys like Taylor Hall, Pavel Zaka, uh, Hampus Lindholm. So,
0: and you're seeing what it can do when guys aren't money hungry. You get a whole group of guys like doing what they're doing right now in this, uh, this season, yeah. Uh, unreal. So, uh, moving on to the last bit of trade uh, news that we got, or well, not so much trades, but kind of a move here. Uh, Detroit Red Wings. We're going to be talking about him a little bit in this episode. Sort of, sort of a reverse signing here. The Red Wings have placed Alex Nedeljkovic on waivers for the purpose of sending him to the Grand Rapids of the AHL. Nedeljkovic is 2-4 and 2 this season with a .880 save percentage and a 4.09 GAA. Not looking good. Uh, Magnus Helberg was called up to back up Billy Huso. He's 2-3-0 with a 2.81 GAA and .889 save percentage. Detroit has fallen from 4th in the Atlantic to 6th this past week and placing themselves 23rd in the league, only winning 3 out of their last 9 in the month of January. Is this going to be another coach change? Even though Derek Lalonde's, fir- even though this is Derek Lalonde's first season after taking over for Jeff Bledgill. uh we're going to be talking about uh, maybe the whole situation with Vancouver Canucks. But I feel like when this shit like this kind of happens. Uh head coaches seem to be the uh, first to go. Yeah, I
1: think typically that is the case, but I don't really think so. I don't think Steve Eiserman's looking at this and saying, hey, it's Derek Lalonde's fault. Like This is definitely a team that last year kind of overperformed with their young guns and guys that no one really knew anything about in Lucas Raymond and uh, Moritz Sider. Hmm. But this season, I mean, they're, they're not exactly taking a step up. They're kind of on pace with where they should be, where they need to be, I guess. They're just outside that playoff spot. I mean, anything could happen, really. They're only two or three points behind the the fourth and fifth seed guys, so yeah. um, I, I don't think that we'll see a coaching change by the end of this season or into next season, but mm. um, definitely kind of weird to see re, like retrograde this much. Oh, yeah. He was so, so much better in Carolina, and when this first happened, I was like, what is Carolina thinking moving on from this guy? Mm. But Maybe they read the tea leaves a little bit and, and shipped them, but it could also just be a new team for him. You know, the Red Wings aren't exactly the most defensive-minded team in the league. So like Carolina. Yeah, could be that.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not fitting in well with, like, the team and just how they play, you know? Yeah.
1: Cool. And, I mean, an 880 is, is not good, and not a 4.09 is very bad. So yeah, terrible. Um, tough to see. It feels like the average around the league now is becoming a 900, but, like, even – even with that being the case, once you fall below that, teams are looking to do something else with your oh, with yeah. your job, you know?
0: Oh, instantly. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, Alex uh, Nadelkovich can, uh, you know, go down to the AHL, maybe figure shit out, and just, like, maybe, like, a nice little reset for him before uh, coming back up. But, um, again, not just like the Detroit Wings we're going to be talking about later, uh, we're going to be talking about some goalie issues for, uh, for another team uh, later on. So, uh, some goalie goalie problems this week in the NHL but well, let's get right into speaking of goalies let's get right into uh, NHL news this week and uh, some crazy news that happened this week you wouldn't think we're going to be talking about Robin Lenna at all but here he is in the news uh, Robin Lenner has filed for bankruptcy signing up to 50 million dollars in debt to several of creditors. They filed for bank- bankruptcy December 30th, months after a Wisconsin company sued Leonard for $4 million, claiming the NHL player and his father failed to make any payments last year on a business loan. Leonard's debts also included mispayments payments for a collection of rare snakes he purchased for $1.2 million in 2017. Guys are so fucking weird. <laughs> Leonard keeps the snakes at his reptile farm in Plateau, Missouri, it just uh, states away from where he is. Uh, Leonard signed a five-year, $25 million contract with the Knights in 2020, but has spent the 2022-2023 season recovering from hip surgery. Weird-ass news coming, but I don't know, when you put the face next to Leonard, you're kind of just like, eh, I don't know, kind of expect this. But do you expect a snake farm coming from Leonard here?
1: I feel like I, I could picture, you know, right right where the Long Island tattoo was on his neck, like a little <laughs> snake on the a other side snake. wrapping around, you know, some <laughs> sick ink. But, uh, no, definitely definitely a, a strange cat, kind of an odd duck. He's very open and out there with, you know, what he likes to do. But mm-hmm. it does t- suck to see $50 million in debt. We got another case of an Evander Kane, but not mm-hmm. gambling. He's just kind of running up business debt loans that okay. he's not paying back, which is kind of weird. Kind of odd. So.
0: Yeah. Imagine having 1.2 mil just to drop on snakes. How many snakes is how how rare do you think they are? How rare are are these
1: snakes? Yeah, that's wild.
0: All right, well, so I guess we're gonna get we got rid of the weird news first for everyone uh, before we jump into the other stuff here. So let's jump right into Vegas Golden Knights. Actually, we were just on Vegas. Uh, Stone is out again with another back injury, which must be terrible for the Vegas Golden Knights to hear. Dude, Max Stone has been kind of ridden with injuries as of late. It's just like one of those nagging type of uh, injuries that just comes back for a little bit, goes right back out. And for such like a top tier name and player like Max Stone, that's that's gotta hurt. Yeah, it, it, it,
1: it seems to be like the last three or four years. It, it just seems to be something nagging. Mm-hmm. What I what I saw, I don't know how true it is. I saw something about micro fractures in his back. Things like that, but definitely tough to see, especially mm. after we're going to get to the other player that shipped out of town, Max Pacioretty in the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. He returned to the Hurricanes for five games this season recently. I think last week we talked about it. Yep. He scored three goals in those five games, and now he has ended up tearing his right Achilles again, the same one that he was out for originally. Mm-hmm. He's now officially done for the season. So a pair of guys that are both Vegas, you know, uh, day ones. Well, right. no, Mark Stone came in on a trade, but regardless, yeah, yep. staples in the Vegas Golden Knights locker room that are now out for the season, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine Mark Stone is going to be sidelined for the for season, a little but we'll bit, see. Yeah.
0: They seem to be doing fine without Mark Stone. They're second in the Pacific right now. Uh, right right below uh, uh, the Seattle Kraken, who have been just on a fucking tear as of late. Uh, but, I don't know, it sucks to see uh, for a guy like Mark Stone here. So hopefully he can get the rest that he needs. It's not like I know it's going to hurt the Vegas Golden Knights, but also when I said they're second in the Pacific, they don't seem to be a team that's really uh, struggling as bad as, uh, I would say, like a bunch of other teams. So uh, I think it would be a perfect fit for Mark Mark Stone to don't worry about it and get that rest and time that he needs away from Hoggy.
1: I don't know. I kind of see this as – quite possibly the worst time for this to happen. They're on a three-game losing streak, 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. They only have a two-point lead on the Kings, who are right behind them. And then behind them are the Oilers, which they're three points ahead of on a five-game win streak. So it seems like the the tables are starting to turn a little bit, and I think Mark Stone is enough of an important factor on that roster to to have it mean something. So yeah. I'm sure they're probably banking on him coming back before the playoffs to you know, help them solidify and make sure that they qualify. But mm. that that division could flip at any moment. The first place team, they're technically tied for first with the Kraken, both at fifty eight points. The fifth place team is the Flames with fifty one. So it's only a seven point swing, which is you know two and a half games. Right. I'm oh, sorry, three and a half games. So mm. they're not too far off from being out of the playoffs and looking in. Mm. It's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, it's rough. Um, I was gonna, I didn't know you were gonna jump right into the Max Pacioretty stuff because I wanted to say a Chili's. From the fucking thing Oh, is it Achilles? Jesus Christ. No, the Achilles. Yes, I get it, Matt. Another, Thank you. Yeah, Another that's... injury
1: update here in Montreal. <laughs> uh forward Uri Slavkovsky <laughs> will miss 3 months with a lower body, body injury that's not going to require surgery. So, a tough one for the Canadians here, especially for a young prospect like that, but mm. definitely good to hear a young guy like that does not have to go under the knife. So, no. that's good.
0: No, that that's that's huge for a guy. Like, once you hear surgery for like a lot of these guys, it's a it's a big hurt for a team, but yeah, this is just, what, week-to-week uh, week or just, like, something like that. Uh, three months. Three, three months is going to be out. But right,
1: yeah. uh, the the point being, like, since he doesn't have to have surgery, sometimes, like, surgery can have those lingering effects, and, like, it's just something that you want to try to avoid at all costs. So right. let's mm-hmm. hope he can come back before the end of the season and, you know, make an impact. Right. I mean, not that the Montreal Canadiens are going to be push- pushing for playoffs or anything, no. but <laughs> <laughs> they'll definitely still want him back. Yep, 100%. <laughs> uh,
0: but you want to do this next one?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, moving right along, we had a crazy game in Seattle. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I think it was in Chicago. But it was Seattle versus Chicago last Saturday. It was uh, January 14th. Just so you listeners over-recording on Friday, January 20th currently. The Kraken faced off against the Blackhawks, and Chicago just embraced the tank. So <laughs> this game was insane, dude. 13 minutes, 11 seconds into the first period. Seattle is already up 6-0, and they've scored six goals on Six, six shots. shots. Uh, the final score does end up being 8-5 to Seattle, and Chicago almost tried to make a comeback here, but it was just surprising to me that a team like Chicago could even put up 5 on a team like Seattle, you know, just right. how hot they've been, but right. dude, 6 goals on 6 shots, that's like fucking me on a Tuesday night, that's
0: not good. <laughs> that's disgusting, oh. it's just it's, its just not a fucking good look for Chicago.
1: I think it was Staylock in that too, I don't know if he was in for all 6 of them, but like, what do you do? Yeah, you know, this is off the top of my head. What do you do?
0: I don't know, but I think uh, I think Staloc was the one who. Oh, I could be wrong here. I think he, he may came, have come in he in relief. In, yeah, in relief. Oh boy! But even then, it's just like
1: after what the fourth. So he's dude, fucking you. the first goal. He's four for four, and the other guy's two for two.
0: Right. It's like, all right, <laughs> hey, buddy, it's time to make a stop. You know, it's just mix just one in, will you? And 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 uh, the hurt, but yeah, I mean Chicago, Chicago. Uh, I don't think we talk. I don't think we wrote down anything on them, but um, I, I know. They're going to be an interesting look for uh, this trade deadline. I, I just I want to know what the hell they're going to do. There's massive talks about Jonathan Tace. Um, there was talk about Patrick Kane at one point. Um, this team is literally just struggle city. Suck hard for Badad is their fucking motto right now. And uh, we'll see what they do in this uh uh, for this trade deadline But I, I just I don't know Like it's just It looks just dis- This game just looked So fucking bad for them Like it was like Oh god Like this has put them up Against like a Solid team Like the Seattle Kraken And you're just like Oh this is what they're like Like The
1: worst part is Is like if if I hate to say it If no one posted that Six goal six shot thing Like an 8-5 final Doesn't look as bad You know what I mean no, It like, oh, looks awesome, like Oh wow game, yeah. yeah Chicago got some <laughs> stuff done they, they competed you know Yeah But ugh. Uh,
0: Oof So Yeah, be on the lookout for that. That was gross.
1: Let's stick to the Kraken here, though. They're the first team in NHL history to sweep a road trip of seven or more games.
0: (whistles) Hey, hey, yo. All right, so this is uh, my notes here. So I'm gonna write down a list of the seven games. Uh, they beat the Oilers five to two. Leafs five to one. Senators eight to four. Canadians four nothing. Sabers four to three. They gave the Bruins their first regulation loss of the season at, with the th- at home. At home, three to nothing, and then that Chicago game eight to five. These guys are just running up the scores, fucking flowing through teams. I'm telling you, that that heat stick with the Bruins, too. That, that just They must have been flames up their ass, like, ready to be like, we're going to fucking beat the Bruins here at home. And they they did. 3-0, absolute shuddy by uh, the Seattle Kraken here. Uh, with that, the Kraken took first in the Pacific and eighth in the league in their stint. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about Maddie Beniers here. Uh, Maddie Beniers is currently leading all rookies in points with 36. Ducks Mason Metavish is second with 27, so that gap. Uh, He leads rookies in goals with 17. Stars Wyatt Johnson is second with 11, a six-goal gap there, and is tied for second among rookies in assists with 19, who's one assist behind Jets Cole Perfetti, who has 20. I mean, this Matty Beniers is just... He's he's one of the top guys for the Seattle Kraken that's, that's helping him push him up to this, the first in the Pacific right now. And it's just an absolute – Kraken has just been an absolute one fucking 80 from what they were last season. It's it's unbelievable kind of watching him play.
1: Beniers is such a bright spot too after all the Shane Wright drama that we've had all season long for the focus to be shifted to Matty Beniers and, like, showcase, like, hey – Here's a guy that can take the spotlight away from you a little bit. You focus, you develop, do whatever you need to do. But mm. for Matty Beniers to step up in this way and just take take that Rookie of the Year trophy like right away from Logan Thompson. Now at this point, I yeah. feel like it, it's mm. got to be him. You know, at this point in time, we'll see where the rest of the season goes. But uh, another quick shout out to Martin Jones turning his career around too, having a, a really stellar year there. Um, both of us thought they were fucking crazy picking him up
0: from uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, but. Uh, I was shoving it down our throat. 1000% right right with you. I think I was shitting on him at least two episodes ago, three episodes ago. I wouldn't say full shitting on him, but I was just like, ah, he's just, he's not the guy that uh, Seattle Kraken is looking for, and uh, he's looking looking fuego. Yeah. He's got three shutouts so far this season, really shutting the door with the Seattle Kraken. I guess it really helps when you have a team like the Seattle Kraken, too, that can score and. be the guys with, like, Burakovsky. I mean, that whole... Jordan Eberle is doing really well, too. Tanev. Tanev seems to be in the right spot in the right time as of late. Mm -hmm. It's kind of unreal to see. But we're going to move on here to uh, some sad news. Uh, Vancouver Canucks, uh, Gino Ojcik, right? Oj... Fuck, I think of him. yep. Uh, Passed away this week at the age of 52 of a heart attack. Gino played 12 seasons in the NHL for the Canucks, Islanders, Flyers, and Canadians. The left winger had 64 goals and 73 assists in 605 NHL games from 1990 to 2002 In 2014. He was diagnosed with me, Amy, sorry, Amy a disease he says attacks, attacked his organs and heart. Uh, he's known as a fighter. One of the more memorable clips of him is from the 1995 is from 1995. When he played for the Vancouver Canucks and decided it was a good time to beat the shit out of five St. Louis players in one go. Literally the, Goalie had the puck, play stop, and you just see him fucking just throw hammers. Yeah, it's, clips incredible. It's it's just unbelievable. It's it's old time hockey, literally. Uh, he holds the Canucks team franchise record for most penalty minutes with 2,127. Which is 17th most in league history. Dave Williams holds the record with 3,971 PIMs in 962 career games played from 1974 to 1988. The actual fucking that's a lot. Yeah, the, uh, that's that, mutant status. That, that is, all that's old-time hockey right there. That's 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 where you get the PIMs. But yeah, rest in peace to an absolute legend, man. Just like we're watching a few highlights of him, and a lot of them are just fights because that's you know that's what he's known for, and just like watching like the craziness of that guy it was just unbelievable that that five dudes that he was like the he had like his jersey ripped over his head along with the shirt this dude's just like shirtless on the ice and just like oh he's done and then like skated toward, like another guy trying to beat the show I'm like god damn dude like the mentality you need to have to just like go at it but
1: just a quick side note too on that Dave Williams that holds the record for most pims in in the NHL mm-hmm. uh, His career was 962 games 3,971 like Matt said yeah. 4.13 penalty minutes per game Is what that averages to <laughs> So that's like almost a fight a game Like two <laughs> two minors a game we could call it Like that's nuts dude
0: Fought at least once a game Right almost That's, that's crazy Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ So Raspis is an absolute legend yeah. I think we're gonna, definitely going to do our nip at the end of the episode for him
1: <laughs> Absolutely Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have a pretty cool highlight that I saw this week in the Vancouver-Carolina game. Elias Pettersson scored a for- Forsberg move in the shootout. You know what that one is, right? Yeah. And the guy like drives wide left and then takes it. You know, he's a lefty drive wide left.
0: Forces the goalie to yep. the left. Pull the
1: goalie to the left and then take it in your offhand and like basically reach all the way over and tuck it yep. with just one hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he scored that in the shootout to give the Canucks the win over Kachekov in the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, shortly after Kachekov was then reassigned to the Chicago Wolves of the AHL. Uh, this being mainly so the team can run with Anderson and Ranta as their tandem going forward. Mm-hmm. But, but, man, imagine get getting
0: that? I just, it was just kind of funny seeing this news. It was just like, that happens to you, and automatically the team was like, hey, we're going to send it down to the AHL after that.
1: It was pretty immediate, too. It was I want to say like either the night of or like the morning after the game it yeah, was like announced. Was like, like, hey, that hey, sucks. He that was pissed that. about letting that goal in, too. He, he slammed his stick off yeah. the post, too.
0: Uh, It kind of sucks to see, dude. Uh, Kachekov's been just unbelievable. It's good to have. He had
1: that hot streak when he was like the front and center of the league and then like just fizzled out. Fizzled it out a bit. Yeah, he's not doing so hot anymore.
0: So I I think Carolina's just like. uh, I mean, Rontz. I mean, dude, (laughs) they
1: just have to stay healthy, those two guys. Anderson and Rontz are definitely a good tandem Tandem. that can get you somewhere, but they just get hurt too much. And I mean, having Kachekov, a guy that can step up and and play like that, is definitely big. But come playoffs. A, a young guy like that isn't going to be able to get it done. So you're really banking on
0: those two's no, health. No, you fucking need your guy. Um, you need your guy like uh, Freddie Anderson, especially. Um, I'm trying to think. As you said, Antti Ranta. Antti Ranta uh, played – how was the playoffs? I think he was the backup for some team that, the. The, uh, the starting goal- goalie for the team, oh, this is all off the top of my head. I can't remember. I long remember
1: long. last season in Carolina, Anderson went down, and then he went down, and then Anderson came back, and then they kind of, like, flipped back and forth based on who could actually play. Oh, is that it? Yeah, last season I, I in the I playoffs. Auntie
0: Ranta, I remember seeing Antiranta in the playoffs like, damn, dude, this guy's standing on his
1: head. Yeah, they played really well, but, like, then – While he was playing well as the backup when Anderson was out injured, he got hurt too. And it was just like classic Carolina. They still ended up beating the Bruins, but it was insane. Yeah,
0: damn, that's rough.
1: But let's uh, stick to Vancouver real quick if you're good. The situation there is just fucking mind-boggling in the front office. Like News is out now that the Canucks are basically keeping Boudreau on as the head coach while they work to replace him in the next couple weeks. Canucks president Jim Rutherford had this to say about the team, quote, "'I'm disappointed in the job I've done to this point. We have to do major surgery.'" He says, uh, then head coach Bruce Boudreau faced the media this week, too. Ended up getting emotional speaking about the current situation. One of the reporters asked him, what does it mean to you to be a head coach in this league? And Boudreau got all choked up, like, basically starting to cry a little bit. And he was like, well, I'll talk later, you know.
0: It sucks. It's like, this isn't Bruce Boudreau's fault. 100%. No, this isn't his fault. Yet, for some reason, again, like I talked about the Detroit Red Wings, how it just, Mm. the blame just goes straight on the head coach. Scapegoat. Yeah, it's a scapegoat. You're like, well... If Bruce it's not Bruce Boudreau's fault, right? So what the fuck would it matter if you bring another coach? Like the team's still gonna fucking suck. Yeah, and, like, and
1: I think the big part about it is the President of Rutherford stepping up and saying, like, it's it's his fault mm-hmm. and they have to do major surgery, but at the same token, like you're gonna gas your coach because of it, you know what I mean? Right. Like I don't think I don't think at the end of the day, like, changing the coach is gonna be enough. And if it is, it's gonna have to be something that comes after you do this major surgery that you're talking about. Right. It's not like Bring in a new guy and that's going to fix it. No,
0: not at all. And uh, it's it, it's not it's a whole, it's it's a list of shit with the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> it, it, it is really it's is a, it's a really list is. of shit. And I think the big one right now is, as a team as a player is the morale. Yeah. When you have a fucking team like this, you're one of the worst teams in the league. It's your morale miserable. is it's miserable. It's like fuck are we doing like we can't we can't win to like save our goddamn lives you know and then you have the whole situation where Jim Rutherford's coming up and just like kind of blaming himself so not only is uh Jim Rutherford coming out saying it but now as a team because of how bad you are the morale you have you're seeing your coach Bruce Boudreaux who had nothing really to do with like everything that's going on about to lose his job because of the whole situation so the morale is like six feet under now at this point it's just like you know, what do you And do? then you
1: have the Bo Horvat trade, rumors looming. You have JT Miller. It seems like he's kind of a cancer in the locker room is what we're seeing a little bit, like, yeah. on the back end. Um, there's rumors of him wanting out of Vancouver. It's just it's just crazy. It's yeah. like Chicago Junior. You know what I mean? It really
0: is. And then you see these Vancouver Canucks fans who are just, like, bringing up their jerseys and throwing them on the ice after every game, and it's just like... Classic Canada. Yeah. It's like... I don't know. It's 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 got to start with morale first. You got to... With morale comes... You got to string a couple together. That's really oh a, yeah. You, you got to turn the ship it, around it, a little yeah, bit. Exactly. There's got to be something's got to hit. They got to start winning a few games. Get the fire under them. Figure shit out.
1: Two eight no in their last ten. Tough to wake up and go to the rink when you're looking at that.
0: Yep. Exactly. It's just like what, what the fuck's the point at this point. What, what? What did I say? What? What is the point at this point? Yeah, that's what I meant. Still well, works. That works. works. But uh yeah, rough. I don't know. Just it's really just a waiting game at this point to see what the hell the Vancouver Canucks do. Uh, I was saying last. I was saying when we were doing the Vancouver Canucks breakdown that uh, they've given up like all their uh, draft picks, mm-hmm. yep. and like they need they need draft picks. If the, if there's any time right now before the trade deadline to do something, it's trade some guys. Maybe get some guys to come sell, in. Sell, sell, sell. But sell, sell, sell. Get those first round picks. Get those second round picks if need be. But like, w- what did I say? 2017 was like the last. 2018, I think I said. I can't remember the thing on me, but it was years of not having a first round pick because they've traded them all away. And this is kind of what happens where just like you yeah, get, you, like, hit
1: the, you hit that low point where there's no talent coming in and there's no and you're at you the know, bottom of no the production. barrel. You
0: know, so it's it's going to be uh, interesting trade deadline for the Vancouver Canucks. Hopefully, uh, that's, that's what we're hoping to see. Yeah, Vancouver Canucks, Chicago Blackhawks, like the 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 bottom of the list teams so, yeah just see what the hell happens but
1: let's uh, stick to Canada here too over in Alberta uh, Edmonton's team Evander Kane is returned to the lineup uh, for their game versus Seattle this week his first game back since November eighth uh, this was when you know Patrick Maroon stepped on his arm and he was leaking a little bit mm. but in order to make cap space on the roster the team actually had to place Kaylor Yamamoto on LTIR with an undisclosed injury. And later in this week, the Oilers actually faced off against the Lightning. We got a nice little pregame clip of Patrick Maroon coming over to check on Kane, see how his recovery went, and like basically just say like, "Hey, man, sorry about that," even though he already has, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that, all unintentional. No, that's uh, that's pure. Uh, what am I trying to say? Team team sport, right there. You know, good sportsmanship. Uh, good sportsmanship. There you go. Uh, definitely look good for Patrick Maroon, who I think is just, like, a great guy just overall, both on and off the ice. Yeah, they got
1: in a fight that game, too, and beat the brakes off each other. No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Could totally so, see that happening, Oh, so, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it, was just, it was just cool to see. But, like it, it, it was just a scary and kind of fucked up situation where something like the wrist, especially for a Vandekane, like, so, especially for a hockey player, that can end a career.
1: You, you ever have anything? What What's the craziest thing you've had happen on the ice when you were playing?
0: Like, hurt-wise? Yeah, yeah uh two things I could think of was I went someone took a slap shot from the blue line and went down uh I went down on the butterfly and as I'm thinking it's gonna hit my chest, it like starts to rise, and I just like I try to puff my chest out with my neck up and it gets me straight in the arms out oh that and I don't know if anyone can see here you see I don't know if anyone can see my middle finger here on. Can You're you see right. mine? My, you guys, you guys see my middle yeah, finger? See this? Do you see this? Yeah. Can you see this? <laughs> my my yeah. glo- my glove hand was too slow for like an absolute clapper. and as I try to wimble it, the puck hits the top of the glove and bends my. Uh, it's terrible. F- bends my finger back, and uh, dude, I couldn't get the glove off for like a saw, like an hour. Yeah, after the it ice swells beat.
1: up so much, it's crazy. But
0: I just all I remember is going to the doctor. And the doctor's like, "Well, we could break it and realign it." I'm like, "Do I need to?" Like, not really. I was like, "Okay."
1: Just that's that's what they had to do for me. So my ring finger was the same thing, yeah. and but it was a couple knuckles up, and uh, they basically did that, and that was it. That but was it. same shit. Like they were like, even if we do it, you might only get to here. Yeah, you know. But I, I have almost full range. Like it's a little bit, a little bit still bent, but not noticeable. Like yours. It's, oh, nice. That's nuts. A buddy of mine uh, when I was playing men's league got similar to Kane, like a skate blade. Onto his arm but like instead of stepping On it and coming across like Keynes Did mm-hmm. it kind of shaved it like a piece of Deli meat oh. and he had it was not na- It was nasty dude you could see like all oh. like Not muscle but like God. that layer of skin Above it and it was all just like raw it almost Looked like when you peel off a sunburn oh. And like the skin's God. there but it was like It was bad a little a little vulgar for you guys But that was the worst thing I saw the picture after Was kind of sick it was like Just a, <laughs> a big chunk of his arm I was like Jesus Christ <laughs> That's
0: fucking Yeah it was violent. pretty bad Imagine that head. pain. Well, you're in shock. One. So, but once the shock just stops, I
1: feel like it almost wouldn't feel as bad because it's not just a straight like cut. Like Kane's was deep in one spot. This is kind of like it probably kind of burned a little bit. Like yeah, you like, know, ooh. like road rash almost. Yeah, like, maybe, that's probably yeah. what I think it would feel like. But <laughs> ugh, that was a good one. Oh, rough. All right, anyways. I'm cringing over here. We got one more. uh, It's kind of injury LTIR. So Matt Dumba in Minnesota, (laughs) he's a healthy scratch in their game versus the Hurricanes. Uh, Dean Evison had this to say, quote, we had a real good meeting, and he knows why he's sitting out tonight. Uh, His name has also been circling the rumor mill ahead of the March 3rd trade deadline. He has four goals and eight assists this season. Uh, Yeah, so I mean – Definitely up front by the front office telling him, like, hey, you're not playing up to snuff, and we're going to have to sit you for this game. And, you know, the fact that it was a good meeting is definitely a big thing, and it says a lot about Minnesota's front office and the relationship they have with their players.
0: Yeah, Matt Dummer's a big dude, too. Uh, A lot of fights from this guy. I think he's got, like, 10 career fights. Uh, Might not show it this season with the uh, low stats, but... Uh, good guy to have for a team. Uh, good guy to step up for like his uh, teammates, uh, especially for the Minnesota Wild when you have those young guns like Kaprizov and shit. who you don't want to get ooh, you don't want to see hurt or like the other teams like big guys start go after him. You you, you send Matt Dumber after him and um definitely
1: but, a big shutdown defenseman too. It takes a lot more off the board than he puts up. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: right. And so with that said, um, yeah, he's he's also been on the look for the trade deadline as you just said so we'll see, we'll just we'll see what happens oh this this was very kind of uh weird too like they weren't really forward with what's going on so they're just like they're just like you know why he was again like the
1: yeah i think the, they kept it in the locker room in a sense like he knows why he's getting sat like yeah it's probably the media trying to pry in and figure it out and he's just like we had a good conversation we're we're good
0: yeah so he's out of the stand with the minnesota wild or something so yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see but uh, yeah, be on the lookout for Matt Dunbar. He's, he's definitely been on that trade list. And uh, I can think of a bunch of teams that will definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely he, he'd take probably Matt be Dumber. the
1: biggest uh, defensive free agent, I would oh, think. Oh, yeah. If he went on the market. Mm hmm. Uh, we do have some Florida Panthers news here, a couple things. Uh, head coach Paul Maurice has been fined $25,000 for comments made about the officiating in their game versus Toronto this week. The Panthers will go on to lose the game 5-4 to four in overtime. Maurice was throwing some heavy jabs at the league for the way they scheduled them over the past week, saying, oh, they fly us here, fly us there, up here, back-to-back. Back. So that kind of sucks. I didn't want to put a direct quote in because he was rattling it off. But yep. uh, when speaking about the referees, he said, I don't know what the hell those guys were doing tonight, but it wasn't Florida Panther friendly.
0: Mm-hmm. And that and that's what got him the fun. Yeah,
1: Thanks. and he he was really he was really digging in. Like, oh, my guys were pretty good out there, considering what they were dealing with with those two. So know. he he was definitely making pointed comments, and uh, I, th- I think the boys will chip in on that. But oh, yeah. there there was talk this season about like going to Toronto and like major Canadian markets and seeing different you know refereeing and, and different kind of like leaning in the game. But mm. I, I think it's all kind of hearsay, and and you just kind of once the word is out there from one guy, like. Everyone kind of looks for it a little more, and that, like, once shit starts not going your way, you point that out. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Right. That's,
0: that's how I feel about it, but. It just, it felt so weak. It, it really did. It's just like he didn't even really fucking say anything, and you slap him with a fine like that. Just like, all right. You, well,
1: just, well, they were definitely pointed, and, and the league has to do that. I mean, it's all it's all in the agreement. But yeah. you're absolutely right. It wasn't like he was like, "Those refs suck. This is brutal." No. But he did definitely say like, "Hey, w- with my guys, the way they handled everything out there with those two out there, right. you know, talk like directly saying the officiating, basically." Right.
0: And you, can you see Paul Maurice angry? Can you see a Paul Maurice like beat right in the face like John Treadwell? No, it's just like it was Paul Maurice being Paul Maurice, just. Calmly talking through the situation, yeah. and this would happen. But I hope I hope the boys uh, from Florida help him out with that. The the
1: only hard part is too like the media kind of leads him a little bit down that path to to dig into the officials a little bit. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, some questionable calls out there. The fuck is he supposed to say? say. Like be a dick, like Bella and be like, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, so I don't what, know. What do you do? Damned if you do, damned if you don't.
0: Right. It's just like the whole again, Tortorella situation where they keep trying to fucking pressure him into saying shit. Oh, know. that's
1: good though. That's clickbait right there.
0: Oh yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> like,
1: hey Torts, guess what Hazy had to say about your mother? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sportsnet or NHL post something. <laughs> All I see is like the title that says Tortorella. my like, click. What's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah. What are do you Tor- doing? Tortorella, time? number oh, one. God.
1: And Sutter's number two. <laughs> if I see them saying anything, i like, I got to know. I got to know.
0: Tortorella beats the shit out of a player in the log room. <laughs> click. Um, but yeah, let's move on here, too. <clears throat> Uh, Also, we're going to keep on with the Florida Panthers here. The Florida Panthers also made some changes between the pipes and loaned goalie Spencer Knight to the Charlotte Checkers in the AHL. Uh, Knight having a career-low season with a 9.73 record, save percentage, and 3.05 GAA, only winning one game in his last five, giving up 21 goals in those five games. Uh, both Wabrowski and now Spencer Knight are now out. Alex Lyon and Mac Guzda is the tandem currently. Uh, Lyon winning his first game and first start of the season against Montreal this week, and Mac Guzda will maybe play his first NHL game. Uh, so an absolute 180 uh, tandem right now for the Florida Panthers, who are kind of clinging on to what they had. Um, dude,
1: what are they doing? Are they fucking mailing it in? Like, we don't care that we're in the fourth seed? Like, that's wild, <laughs> dude. Like... Nine oh six is above league average, I would imagine. Three oh five mm. isn't great. Like nine seven and three, yeah, he's not getting out there and winning the games for you. But like, no. I, I don't understand it.
0: And Florida's is moving up too. They this week they just hit the fourth place in the Atlantic, which is great for Florida. But I mean, when this happens, when you start and goalie Bobrovsky and Knight who really has not been playing well at all this season, um, go both go out and you're relying on Alex Line who hasn't played and. I don't think he's played for the Florida Panthers. I think he's played for uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. I think that's it. Am I wrong? And Mac Gozda, who hasn't played an NHL game yet. Uh, just,
1: Alex Lyon, twenty-five games played, uh, sixteen with the Flyers. Sorry, Flyers. twenty-two with the Flyers, yep. two with the Hurricanes, and one with the Panthers.
0: Yep, yep, yep. But I don't know. Just it's just it's gonna. It's a fucking. Dude,
1: yeah. like, it would make sense to me if you had Bobrovsky in. Knight's not playing well, right? So you're like, let's send him down and bring up an Alex Lyon or a Matt Guzda, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. But, like, for both of those guys to be out and for you to not rely on Spencer Knight to stay up and even if he's backing that, up one of those two that's guys, rough. I, I don't know. That's yeah. just, it's crazy to me. It's almost like we don't give a fuck this year. Like, let's mail it in and, and fucking. Let's see what happens. Yeah, but, like, they're, they're there. They're in the playoff race, you know? Mm-hmm. It is tough, though. I mean, in the in the 5-3 option that we have for playoffs this season, right? The mm-hmm. Bruins with 76 points, Maple Leafs with 63, Lightning with 59. Like those three are definitely in. Mm-hmm. Then you bump over to the Metro, the lowest team there, uh the 5th seed Penguins have 53 points, so they would definitely still be out of the playoffs here if if playoffs started today right. by 4 points. So it's just like you're still in the hunt and in the race. Like, what are we doing? Right. I don't know. I just thought it was crazy to see.
0: Kind of a weird, weird predicament for everyone to be into. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't I'd even want to see. I don't want to even say we'll see because I don't know. The like exactly what I just said about the tandem. One guy hasn't played in the NHL. Another guy who's been like a just streaky backup throughout his career. Just I don't know. Just. Which <laughs> is not looking good for the poor yeah. Panthers. Who are yeah. they playing? Do you have the schedule up too? I'll pull them up, yeah. Yeah, like now now I kind of want to know who the fuck they're playing. Like if it's an easier – if it's an easier – like what if they're playing like Tampa Bay Lightning or the Boston Bruins or something like that? So they're just going to get lit the fuck up.
1: Yeah, so after that uh, overtime debacle with their head coach, Paul Maurice, they won their game yesterday 6-2 over the Canadians, mm-hmm. playing the Wild, the Rangers, the Penguins, the Kings, the Bruins, the Lightning in the next six. So, I mean – I'd say four of those, five of those six, four of those six matchups are really bad. Yeah. And five of the six, they're probably going to have a hard time with. Like, yep. this is something that's totally like, we're going to be like, what are they doing? And then six games from now, we're going to be like, holy shit, those two guys are like the new Panthers goalies. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they're like retaining 75% of Bobrovsky's salary to get him off the team. <laughs> <Can laughs> going to have imagine? a fucking Mac Guzda jersey Mac hanging Goosda up here next
0: jersey. week. Yeah, I'll be like, oh my God. The Speaking of which,
1: fans, you like the new jersey here? My, my team here. That my Sunday night pickup bought me one of these jerseys. It's uh Peppers. They're in a Milton only league. That I think there's four teams. It used to be a six team league. And uh, yeah, they like the Guinness. I like the Guinness. So having a good having a good time.
0: Yeah, we didn't. Uh, I like I like the front logo. That's pretty cool. Like the whole Guinness and Peppers and everything. But on the back, uh, you were telling me that even though you might not have an Irish last name, they give everyone an Irish last name. Yeah.
1: So they put an O in front of everyone's name. So. There's an Irish guy on the team with, with an MC, like a Mick in front of his name, so it's O-Mick something, and then there's an Italian guy like Santarelli. It's like, oh o santarelli, santarelli. Like, yep. It's pretty funny.
0: You're like O-Ronan in the back. Yeah. What number What did you pick?
1: I picked four because nice. I have 16 for uh, my massive ice holes, mm-hmm. and four, 16 is Emma's birthday, so I wanted to oh, nice. have a jersey for That's both. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say,
0: what a crazy number to have, four yeah. for goalie. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Nice, man. We'll probably be seeing you on the Florida Panthers.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah right. Sounds. see
0: what happens.
1: We do have uh, some other New Jerseys to talk about, too. Uh, Arizona had some New Jersey swag drop this week. Swag. Collab with the ice tea company with the, the nice new logo. Kind of looks like Arizona ice tea. Yeah. I thought. No? Well,
0: at least they look good on the ice.
1: Yeah, I thought they looked sharp. Um, I did like the kind of like, you know, Aztec look, to like a New Mexico yeah. style, mm. you know, font on it. Yeah. Um, for
0: that for that jersey, yeah, uh, Connor Ingram already had like a set up, set up ready to go. Did you see it? The whole yep, red. Yeah, that was nice looking. It's
1: Nice. It's it's sharp too. Mm. I like it. And that they works. use like the moon for the C. Yep. and two cactuses for the A.
0: Dude, I've I've always loved the uh, the Arizona Coyotes logos. I think they're always sick. The Kachina. Yeah. Uh, I didn't
1: it, like the year that they had like the running coyote. You know what I'm talking about the full body coyote, it almost
0: looked oh, like a fox. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. But other than that, yeah, they, they don't usually miss the mark. No, they usually, they're usually pretty good. And I like the I like how. Uh, just like the Katina and everything, like there's uh, there's hidden messages or hidden yeah. things like the logos itself. Yeah, so it, definitely it, cool. It, the Arizona really nails it with their stuff. Uh, but uh, what
1: do you think about the All Star jerseys? You see those?
0: It's it's really old school. Old yeah, school. I think it was the
1: 1994 All Star game that yeah. they based after.
0: It's a callback, which I don't mind. It's an All Star game, and uh, if you're John totorelli you definitely definitely don't give a shit. But <laughs> uh, it's it's very it's very old school, old school, uh, old school. Old school esque, like, type of uh, throwback. Throwback. Like, nothing really special. Just, you know, wash them and be like, oh, okay. There's a whole, like, it's what the Angel has been doing as of late this year, last year, the past two years. Like, if they could do anything throwback that looks cool, they'll fucking do it. So, I don't know. What was your thoughts on them? That's, that a, I thought they were all right. So the, they're really like
1: bad. light blue and pink were kind of weird colors. Yeah. I thought, but like, they, it still kind of looked nice. Yeah. But they were very, like, almost plain yeah. in a way, too. I don't know. I'm still waiting for like what town? It's in Miami, isn't it? Oh, that's why Miami Vice. Yeah, I I think that's what they're going with. Like it's down in Florida, and then um, they had the the stars uh for like it. It almost looked like a star on the jersey the way it was cut. Yeah, so I don't know. Kinda
0: funky yeah i'm still waiting for like like 90s like the whole starter like windbreaker
1: yeah starter jackets are sick dude they should bring those back i I had a sick uh bruins like puff jacket that was like the old 90s logo with my father's i would wear it skiing all the time people fucking loved it they're like that
0: jacket's sick
1: someone um i think you might have sent it to me they took like a rangers jersey and cut it up and like remade it into a jacket a puff jacket but it was like it was a gretzky jersey and it was like on the back of the puff jacket was, like, 99, but two different colors. Oh, damn. And um, they were all different logos on the front, too, all Rangers ones. And then I think there was an NBA player this week that showed up with, like, an old-ass, like, it looked like an old-ass, like, NHL-style jacket with yeah. all the logos on the team, oh, too. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, it was sharp looking.
0: Yeah. We have to bring those back. I definitely, I'd rock the shit out of those, like, those old-style windbreakers, like I was yeah. saying. Um, I think I showed you. Starter out of business? They got to be, don't you think? Unless Starter did this, like I was going to bring up. I didn't look. To, now I'm thinking about it. Uh, Pure Hawk is a Pure Hockey, and they have this awesome, like, you know, like, the 90s had, like, those button jackets? Like, yes, button yes. all the way down? Yep, yep. They had that for the Bruins. I'm like, oh, this is sick. And uh, I was just getting my skate shop, and, and I was just kind of looking around, and I saw it. And I'm like, why the fuck is this $120? Like, I don't know if Pure Hockey – Pure Hockey's got some, like, cool stuff, but it's also stuff that I'm like – Oh man, you hiked this price up Like, who's gonna buy this, you know No shit, Just, no shit It's unbelievable they have, uh, they have that Bruins Winter Classic jersey too That I was like, this close But I'm like, oh, I know I can get it cheaper somewhere Dude, else Dude, the
1: year that, I think I mentioned it on the pod before The year that they got smoked in Foxborough by the Canadians and those powder blues I bought um the Bruins Winter Classic one Was half off Nice So I went in there It was like 60, 70 bucks But uh, Starter is still in business Technically I think they're like A subsidiary of Nike now I'm not 100% on that But definitely still around Still pumping stuff out
0: I'm gonna go on their website And see what they have I, don't I don't still they sell have like... a
1: website You gotta phone them in You gotta call them On the rotary phone And uh, <laughs> place your order Maybe mail, mail it in With the little fucking rebates
0: Yeah The, the one guy that owns Starter Is gonna His beep is gonna go off And be like Fuck
1: The beeper dude There you He's go gonna be blowing, That's blowing the 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 dust layers. off and be
0: like Who's fucking beeping me <laughs> calling me up with the road to it it's like hey do you still sell the windbreakers <laughs> Just looking at the fucking time like is this fucking 92 what's going on <laughs> i'm gonna put these guys back in business we rocking fucking windbreakers next all over week the place. Yep, be sick quebec nordique windbreakers oh, yeah. get fucking jumped if i wear like a montreal canadians windbreaker around here
1: that's right
0: on the back nothing wrong with that all for it
1: uh, we do have a couple milestones here too. Dallas Stars captain Jamie Benn has moved into the second st- spot for all-time franchise games played with 993 behind Mike Madonna who has 1,459 so he's got a little bit of work to do. But Legend. Shout out to him. Yeah. Jamie Benn's fucking stud, dude. Dude, I love Nasty. Jamie Benn.
0: Um, I remember I, I did I send you it or you sent it to me. I think a fan is like he's behind where the bench is. He's like four rows up I think and he's Watching Jamie Ben like tape up his stick, like I guess, like before a game or something like that. And he's looking down and like he looks up and notices him real quick and goes back down and like to wax his stick or something like that and just stops. And like starts staring at him like the like crazy stare, just like just start smiling. Like like his fan ant- interaction so yeah. fucking good. Yeah, definitely cool. So yeah, I just uh, that was cool as shit. Tam- I
1: mean, Tampa he- Bay Lightning captain Steven Stamkos also hit a career milestone today or this week, sorry, becoming one of only three active players to hit the 500 goal mark. Any guesses who the other two might be ahead of him?
0: Huh. Lightning captain has also hit. Uh, he's
1: the only. He's one of three active players in the NHL to have 500 goals. Who else in the NHL has 500 goals? Ovechkin? Yes. Number
0: one. Um, Ovechkin, and I feel like this one's going to be kind of curveball here. Am I I wrong?
1: Yeah, not a curveball.
0: You got it. Crosby? Crosby.
1: Yeah. Four and five, though. They might throw you for a loop. Who else can you think of that might be close? Um. So, obviously, we're under 500 now.
0: Yeah. Um, under 400. Um. Streets Bergeron is he up to?
1: Uh, he might be. I only I only went down to five, and I know the sixth one. Uh, you might you might get. I'll give you two more guesses.
0: Hmm, been around the league for a little bit. Oh yeah.
1: How else you get five hundred goals?
0: Yeah, I get a good point. Be an absolute legend. Oh, i try to think who's been around for a while. Uh, ooh, no. I don't know. Can't think of anything.
1: Got uh, Evgeny Malkin with 460. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, He's number four. And then number six, I'm going to jump to uh, Patrick Kane. But number five ahead of him was the curveball, Eric Stahl with 448. Whoa. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: He's getting a second comeback, too. I thought this dude was, like, done with the league. Like, they just threw him down the AHL, and he finally got his time up with the Florida Panthers, right? Yep, yep. So, cool stuff. I Actually, two things I want to talk about, especially with the Penguins here. Uh Always with the pens. Always with the pens. So uh, I have my guy that I play hockey with who I sent him this earlier. and Someone – Sportsnet put this up. What's an unpopular opinion of yours that could get you kicked out of a hockey group chat? And he goes – Crosby is going to go down as the greatest of all time, but the truth is he's a product of so much technology and equipment, sticks, etc. He could have never made it playing in the O'Reilly era, but those guys, if given today's tech, would dominate. And I'm like, that is an interesting, debatable thing. Yeah,
1: that's not just a Crosby statement. That's an entire league statement,
0: I think. It it did get me thinking about goals, though, with Crosby. And I sat going out kind of like a stat there with him. And I think Crosby, at one point in his career, was just like, I'm just going to be a fucking playmaker. And I was watching the... I started really paying attention to him and Malkin this week. This week it was the Penguins versus the Ottawa Senators. And this, this game was incredible. I was thinking think I was sending you messages left and right. I was watching. It was just beautiful fucking game. Uh, I don't know what the hell Gino did, whatever. It was Josh Norris's first game back. And uh, Josh Norris, uh, or was it Gino? that, no, it was Josh Norris that hit Malkin. Into the boards and it was weird. Like he just like got up really slow and I'm like, oh shit, Gino's fucking hurt. But stayed on. Well, went back to the bench, came back out on his next shift, uh, took a tripping penalty. And literally on that power play, got a nice fucking goal, like right on the side. But every time he got the puck, he was like booed by Ottawa. So I don't know what what he was doing, but I was like, wow, Geno's still fucking got it in him. He's he's a little bit slower now, but I'm like, he's he's got the dog in him. You got the dog in him. That and the whole Josh Norris thing was fucking crazy. But I was really paying attention to Crosby. He had three assists that entire game. Uh, No shots taken at all. But like when you watch him play, you know he's just like, he's got the puck. And he's like, he's such a, Crosby's still such a threat on the ice. Like, we talk about Kael McCarr. We talk about Drysaddle, McDavid, you know, all these, like, top guys that, like, Ovechkin, again, just, like, huge threat. But Crosby seems to be uh, just overshadowed a lot by these guys. And you notice that when he's on the ice and the Ottawa Senators are just like, holy shit, like, Crosby the, has the puck. Crosby's new mentality is to, like, open up space and make that fucking pass and make that play. And with those three assists that game, you're just like, Wow dude like he he's 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 really changed his game and really has been nailing it with the penguins and that's in that case.
1: And I think the reason it works for him is because you know they used to look at him like you said uh, as the guy that's going to shoot first and pass later. Now if he adds that to an ar- his arsenal now if he's looking pass first, they're not really expecting that shot and they're taking away the pass and giving him a little bit more space in that mm-hmm. sense. Right. They're taking away the assist factor. And then leaving the goalie to, to play in one-on-one, you know? Yeah. On, like, two-on-ones, two on I'm talking. So. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: But that's all I got for this, uh, this week with everything going on. There you go. There we go. So before we do our nip here, uh, I just want to let everyone know, uh, postpostpod.com is our website. We have merch. We have a bunch of stuff on there. If you starter you know, jackets, check it out. Starter jackets coming soon because <laughs> I'm going to be on that shit tonight. <laughs> no sleep for me again tonight. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, before we go, we're going to do this shot for uh, good old Ojic. 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 Why do I keep fucking that name up? OJDIC. Absolute leg. Yeah, he's <laughs> going to be the one dropping the gloves on me for the disrespect. <laughs> All right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. <clears throat> oh man, something about those. Let's go. You know what? I think it's because of the trulies. I'm, I'm mixing it up. I got the lemon tea and then the raspberry, so those are mixing up, and then you have the minty mint. freshness. Yeah, that's what's that's what's weird. How was that, by the way?
1: Not bad. I had this one before: Bailey's strawberries and cream. Uh, Baileys be- always
0: wears me out. They, is there chocolate in those?
1: Definitely the other one, but I wasn't sure about this, and I was like, I don't think you should do it yeah. just to be safe.
0: Because like, I was asking him, like, you have any nips? Do I need to pick any up on the way here? And you're just like, oh, I got, got the some Got some pumpkin
1: shit. Got some pumpkin shit if you want
0: it. <laughs> but you're like, oh, I got this Baileys in the last uh, McGill He's like, ah, I don't think the yeah. McGillicuddy's just to be safe. Oh, yeah. Or the uh, entire, everyone, all of our listeners and watchers are going to have a fucking show on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but with that said, uh, let's call it out
1: Alright boys and girls Thanks everyone for listening If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know Our links are in the description And we'll see you all next week Bye guys Peace Uh-oh.